Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Simply Marvelous. If you've not been here before, did you know there's heaps of episodes? So many. Just hit like or subscribe and you can listen to them all. All in them. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. Take that off. What are you? Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. People in this room, which one is A, wearing a spangly outfit, and B, not of use? People are so petty. Sir, please put down the spear. Simply marvelous. Welcome to Simply Marvelous, the podcast where we talk mostly about our lives, but also classic big screen franchises such as the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Crown, season four, episode one to four, Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter, and now, inexplicably, <laughs> Die Hard! My name's Kyron Wheatley. I'm Nagleton. I'm George Mooney, and today we're talking about Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. You <laughs> <laughs> sound ridiculous. When they wrote that as a movie title, they weren't like, this will sound perfect in George Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> In the hands of a mastermind of terror. I want to play a game with Lieutenant McLean. What kind of game? Simon Says. If we don't do what this guy says, he's going to blow up another public place. <laughs> Why me? What does he got to do with me? Simon Says. Get to the paper in Wall Street Station by 10.20. Or the number three train and its passengers vaporize. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... What's it about, Reese? In a will-a-thing world, <laughs> McLean is back with a vengeance. He's getting revenge on that bitch of an ex-wife who's always <laughs> making things so tough with her jobs and her rides in planes. Yuck. 
We don't need her. All we need is this nasty hangover and an almost constant through line of casual racism. With his buddy, Samuel L. Jackson, who I'm pretty sure doesn't know he's in a movie. Bombs, banks, boats, bully and brothers. Riddle me this. What is much, much better, but still the absolute worst? Die Hard 3 with a vengeance. <laughs> It is a much better movie. I gotta say, I enjoyed it more, but the bar was so low. Yeah, it was low. It will be very interesting at the end of this episode to find out if it cracks higher (laughs) than some of the worst (laughs) movies that we've seen. Hold on to your seats, everyone. (laughs) Are you standing up right now, Reese? I am. Wow, you're so ABC local. I'm trying to. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike this podcast. And hello to two-thirds of our audience who are not in the country, who don't understand what the fuck we're talking about. Mum does. It is still wild to me that there are people outside of our country listening to this. (laughs) Film opens with a bang. Big bang. (laughs) Bang at a bank? We've all checked our deposit at a bank and thought, hmm. Hoped Mm. for a bang. Let's bang. That's what they say at the start of every day when you work at a bank. Every day they start off and they go, all right, everyone, let's bank. <laughs> Open the doors. Let's bank. <laughs> I love it. Mrs. Seymour, are the doors ready to open? Oh, no, it's the Monopoly man. That's who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Henderson, <laughs> uh, coins counted. <laughs> let's bank. I'd like that so much more. Do you think that's why I've thought before maybe that's why it's a better movie? Because stuff happens. We're not watching... <laughs> A man mm. crawls through a series of vents. Because that is what Die Hard 2 was as well. 100%. Like, mm. it's just more vent work. One, we've got input from someone else, mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson, who's doing, I would say, most of the acting heavy lifting <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it was from that, like I guess, like, lethal weapon era where, like, Hollywood thought everything should be a buddy cop film. Mm. Mm. Two blokes figuring it out, forming a friendship. It was like they realised that men could be friends yeah. in the 80s, 90s there. Is that the vows at our wedding, Karen? Which is two <laughs> blokes working it out. Well, not too close because one of the lines in this movie was everyone you know likes pansies as a put down, which was just a nice gentle bit of homophobia oh, um, just sprinkled on top. So close friends, but probably not as close as us. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, though, he's really going the extra mile. For someone who just started sort of contemplating a citizen's arrest across the road, mm. he's now fully about to be exploded on a boat. I just, I mean, go home. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's really not your, not your problem. Well, like when he first goes, you know, they go back to the police station to get the madman on the phone and everyone's listening in, everyone's got a phone. Mm. And, you know, Samuel Jackson sort of starts going off at the terrorist. Mm. And the cop's like, what are you doing? Get it together, man. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't. What? He's not a. He owns a shop. <laughs> He's got a pawn shop in Harlem. This, this guy's not a cop. No. You're holding him to a very high standard straight away. Why is he in the room with the phone call yes. with the terrorist? Why is he? <laughs> Tell you what I do miss, though, is corded phone acting. It's just nice mm. to see some scenes with a landline again. Always anchored Lovely. to the phone. You know, I'm not sure this is even worth it for Bruce Willis. And he's he's the cop. Mm. But the salary, how is this worth it? Yeah, when you're hungover, 
how easily convinced are you to do things? Like, when I'm that as hungover as he appears to be... Oh, yeah, for the whole film. Yep. I'll just do whatever you tell me to do because I'm so confused yep. and mm. so just keep tired. moving forward. It's <laughs> like, whatever. Go to a party and it would get to about 3am. You're like, how am I going to get home? Like, you're not even really drunk anymore. And you're just like, you just... Whatever needs to happen. You're stealing signs. You just... Whatever's going to get me home. I will say about that train in the subway, though. That was fun. Ooh. Yeah. Where there's the explosion in the subway, the trigger fires on the train tracks and it sets the back of the train to swing through the subway station, almost taking everything out as it goes. Mm. It was a it was a genuinely fun little action set People piece. still not screaming enough, though, for my liking. <laughs> mm. But good train acting, yeah. Well, New York, again, you know, like, oh, the F-line, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to take the A now. <laughs> Always with the F-line. <laughs> To any New Yorkers listening, we don't know what we're talking about. I don't know if there is an F line. I know you say letter and then you say line. Correct. And then you complain about it. I've made the worst decision to do this podcast. Is I've had two coffees at three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. I saw you doing that. And I am jazzed and tight in the chest. It's like, you sure you don't want a pep in the teeth? <laughs> wow. Well, I was halfway through an 80s aerobics routine. We're all in. Halfway through? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I've got to talk about Die Hard 3. <laughs> Pause the grapevines. You're doing aerobics. I feel like I've had just a bump too much coke. You know, it's the. I feel like we're in Wall Street. Yeah, yeah what's well, New York, yeah, baby? Yeah. We're talking about the F train. You want to get in the space to talk about a New York movie, you know? Uh, greed is good. <laughs> it did make me miss New York. Mm. It's nice to, yeah, see the sights. Did it? Uh, well, not like the bombs and stuff. <laughs> I just miss this much activity. I miss Central Park, you know. I miss jumping out of the way of cars in Central Park. I miss the constant danger. Do you think that's what this movie is? Just like a metaphor for life in New York. Like everything's always coming at you. Yeah. Don't be too slow on the sidewalk. You know, there's so much of these movies. Any movie that was made before 9-11 set in New York... Anything can happen and you can find a reason to be like, well, you know, that was New York before 9-11. Like, there's so many. And, there, like, there was even, I think there was a shot of the Twin Towers at some point. Yeah, there was. Every time it's like, oh! Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Well, I guess it sort of defined this. It was easy to say, I'm in New York, if you just show, showed a shot of them. Yeah, I can't think of a single other landmark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not one. Not one. That green lady? Nope. Could be anywhere. Whatever that big bank was where they keep the world's finances in very neat little cages with Japan written on it. <laughs> Is that how banks work? I don't know if it's just about Toblerones. <laughs> Is it? Oh, did you think they were Toblerones? Oh. What would it be a nicer place? I think the Swiss banks. Yeah, I think that's... Swiss yeah. <laughs> banks. Very yep. Do you have any nice memories of New York City? I really loved when we first went there because Reese's sister lives there. Oh, yeah. And she, like, showed us around on, like, the first day that we arrived and we got on a ferry and went out to the Green Lady and then we were Aww. over. She'd lived there for just long enough as well to still know what the touristy things are but kind of, you know, we don't have to go to the Green Lady. Let's just yeah. sit on the... Thing. Do it better. Mm. Knew the kind of ins and outs. Mm. And there's like a photo of Reese and Sierra on the boat that's like the first time they'd seen each other in forever. And it's like Aww. two of the happiest people in the world. That's very cute. We're estranged now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fran Leibowitz physically ran into you, Kyron, on that trip. Oh, wow. That's right. That's, yes. So on the other hand, there was that time where we were walking down Fifth Avenue and this apartment block had one of those building fences that was like right up against the street. So the door was at a right angle to the street. And uh, as I got to the door, Fran Leibovitz stepped out of the door and we walked into each other. And she said something along the lines of, oh, <laughs> um, And then we carried on and we were like, was that, was that Fran Leibovitz? And it's the happiest I've been. <laughs> what a beautiful exchange. I remember going to New York for the first time when I was 18 and being like, really excited to maybe see celebrities and then the only yeah. celebrities we saw were Terry and Bindi Irwin. Oh. What? <laughs> what is guys? Oh, ripped off. <laughs> I can see them anywhere over here. If you were forced into the situation on the phone call where you were set challenges <coughs> that were so far beyond the realm of possibility. Yeah. Would you give it a go? Or would you go <laughs> nah <laughs> and end the movie there? Yeah. Which which pathway do you think you'd take? I'd, I'd probably think he was bluffing. And he kind of was, wasn't he? Kind of was. Yeah. I couldn't work out that the whole movie. Yeah. Like, for a supervillain, he didn't seem as organised as he thought he was. Mm. I think I'd have a go. If I was given the, the job from the phone, I think I'd have a go. Oh, I'm Kyron. I'm so good. And fail <laughs> hilariously. <laughs> like, fail, like, 50 metres from where the phone was, stuck in a cab. Or... <laughs> Well, you've got to give it a go. Just, you know, realise that, you know, it's coming out. You've got two minutes left and you're like kilometres from the yeah. target. Oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm, oh, well, I'm just next to the Guggenheim. I'll go in. Oh, well, let's get a subway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> good night. Good on you, Karen. Good on you. <laughs> no, no, no. Good, good on you. Didn't you think that the bombs just sort of looked like slushy machines? These guys <gasps> just leaving cocktails around. Tequila sunrises. <laughs> they did. I thought exactly the same thing that they looked like sunrises. Like <laughs> when you... A drunk teenager and you're in Newcastle, it's a Wednesday night and it's student night. Yes. You know, everyone. Just watching the grenadine <laughs> yeah. go throughout the drink exactly. was like... And you really feel... I remember thinking they were cocktails. He was just a vengeful barman who'd served too many college students. I love a police badge on a necklace. I think that's a nice touch. It's just kind of thing you can wear with anything to any occasion. Yeah. Why did Jeremy Irons do this movie, do you think? Yeah, I... <laughs> Or Samuel L. Jackson, to be fair. <laughs> Very respected actors. So this movie was the um, highest earning movie of 1995. Really? Of the w- around the world. Wow. Movies have come a long way, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, he got to do a lot of his acting in the vocal booth as well. Like a lot of it's on the other end of the phone. Oh just God. Just reading riddles. Mm. So that's pretty easy. <laughs> I just love, I've got a weird thing now for like, Posh English actors doing bad German accents <laughs> that are bulked up. Like there's some. It's like a, such a niche. I like that. thing that they've cornered. Yes, I like these little sunglasses too. They looked like he got them from Shag, that great vintage shop in Collingwood. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a local reference. <laughs> okay, here's a big thing. He hasn't talked to his mm-hmm. wife for a year. A year. A year. He has children. He has children. <gasps> oh mm. my. God. God. He's got two children. Mm. Gosh, the man getting cut in half with the wire oh. cable was quite something, wasn't it? Hell, I was so upset when that happened. Do you think that's the equivalent of they want to do one thing every movie? Like, we got the ice pick in the eye. Yes. Kill a man with it a giant was... cheese wire. That's awful. Oof. Cheese wire. <laughs> Have you 
you ever cut cheese with a wire? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Oh, we've got cheese. <laughs> Look at how much there isn't much to talk about with these films. <laughs> oh, you see something. <laughs> it's it's great that when they're having their big man to man at the end. Oh yeah. You know, they're getting emotional, they're talking to each yeah. other. Yeah. That they're both tied to a pole. Mm. So that they don't have to actually look at each other yeah. when they're spilling all their emotions. So true. You know? Because yeah. that would be too much, Yuck. I think, for men. Yucky. Stealing gold bullion, it reminded me of, do you remember there was that robbery in Germany a few years ago where someone, a few guys stole a giant gold coin? It was like a giant gold coin that was made of of gold and they just rolled oh. it out of the museum and then immediately melted it down. It was worth like 3.5 million euros or something. No, no bother, just get Bruce Willis on the case. Yeah. The constant, like you said, the constant racism. Bruce Willis accusing Samuel L. Jackson of being racist is horrific. And it's that amazing thing, and I think it's a very 90s thing. It thinks it has a conscience, this movie. It 100% thinks it's like teaching you some things. Mm. Citizen's arrest is a funny thing, isn't it? Would you do mm. that? What are the rules nope. for a citizen's arrest? I'd imagine there's many that no one knows. I, th- <laughs> I think anyone can do it. Yeah. And um, you just hold them there. Yeah, but what, when does it turn into kidnapping? When you take them somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, when I think does it's anything, the second location. When does anything turn into kidnapping? It's the second location that's the <laughs> no, issue with if, kidnapping. But it's I the mean, secrecy. I'd say it's the secrecy. <laughs> it's the secrecy and the second location and probably the gaffer. <laughs> I think it's the gaffer and the secrecy. What and I the mean though location. is, someone breaks into your house is a very scenario specific thing. Someone breaks into your house. Okay. You go no, and you citizen arrest them. Good job. If you wait three hours to call the cops and just kind of tie them up a little bit and go like, "You robbed me, you oh, idiot." Oh yeah. At what point are the cops? Are the cops like? Okay. Why did you not call us for four hours? You naughty mm. robber. Yes, because I think at that point you're playing the cop. In Cops and mm. Robbers. Yeah. And you're really meant to play the end. Taking the law into your own hands. Another question about citizen's arrest. Do I have to be a citizen of the country? Oh, a great question to ask your travel agent. Yeah. And in this country, could I as an Australian citizen arrest someone? Again, Mr Nicholson, I need you to stop <laughs> asking that. But do you have to say something? Do you have to say, I'm arresting you and I'm a citizen of this country? Show your passport. <laughs> What is it? You do the Miranda. What do they call it? The Miranda things. Where you Miranda rights. Miranda rights. Oh. I'm kind of more of a Samantha rights. <laughs> the best del. Oh, sorry. I move on. Um, <laughs> maybe it would be better for this podcast if we did. Is there a test for if like uh, men speak to men? <laughs> the mesh del test. Flying colours. So well, yeah. What about new segment? Bank, 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 <laughs> bank, bank. A lot yeah. of banks. I love how when he goes into the bank to just check if anything's wrong, he doesn't think to question the alarmingly shifty-looking Aryan youth. He's like, no, I'm sure (laughs) they're the regular security guards. (laughs) Oh, my favourite moment. So we were watching this having had a couple of wines and got to the end and Karen went, ah, one more. (laughs) No, there's two more. There's two more movies. There's not five. And, And I said... Well, exactly what you're doing right now. Oh, no. That's what I said. I said, No, Reese, no. <laughs> we can always... It's good for us. It's character bail. building. It's character building. <laughs> <laughs> no, we must see this through. This is a legitimate, serious enterprise. Exactly. 
Okay, so this week's goof, the vault guard mm. in the Federal Reserve Bank mm. uh, radios his captain during the break-in. Mm. Um, however, the person who replies is wearing lieutenant insignia on his collar. Oh. I, did ca- I did catch <laughs> yeah. that. And five <laughs> out of eight people found that interesting. <laughs> when I saw that, I thought, these morons <laughs> don't know what they're doing. No. The only flaw in the film. Snoopy Styles says, feels like a different franchise. The fact that he's called in by name means that this one veers off from the formula from the start. The first two had him alone in the wrong place at the wrong time, surprising the bad guys. This one he's paired up, demanded by the bad guy to play a game running across New York. It feels like a different franchise. Where's the family? <laughs> well, so that I do agree with. What Snoopy style has actually spotted here is it's not, it's not that there's a different formula, it's that there's a different uh, plot. <laughs> and uh, one last one here from Bob the Moo. Great entry into a great series. <laughs> so, He's and that's from B. Willis. <laughs> which brings us to the rankings. <laughs> George Mooney, mm. at the bottom of your list. And again, you're right to go there. A Die Hard 2. At the worst, the worst position held by Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Mm-hmm. And then at 36, you've got Die Hard. Above that, mm-hmm. Iron Man. So the question here, <laughs> does Die Hard 3... Die with a vengeance. Die hard with a vengeance. Yep. Die hard with a vengeance. Makes a lot of sense. Does that come in above any of the Marvel movies? No. Or indeed, <laughs> any. Okay. No, it does not. I think it's fair to say that these die hard movies will be a cluster at the bottom. <laughs> um, but I'll pop it in at number one of the diehards. Which is 36. That's correct. Would you call Would you call these movies kind of a hemorrhoid? Just kind of a cluster <laughs> at the bottom? Yes, that's right. Is the hemorrhoid of the Simply Marvelous programming for me. A painful cluster at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Reese, Die Hard does not bottom out your list. They're in at 34 and 35. I mean, they're not at the top. I'm not like, these are good films. Mm. No, but you think Thor Dark World and The Incredible Hulk are worse. Would you say that this, I think you think this is the best Die Hard, but is it even better than Captain American Civil War? No. This is, I keep changing my metric, but my metric is usually like, what am I... I will watch Die Hard again in my life mm. for comedy reasons. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think I would watch this again. Mm. It kind of takes itself yes. a bit more seriously, yeah. whereas the first one was like, how about this stupid movie? Yeah. This mm. one is like, what do you think you're trying to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, I'm forming a cluster. My hemorrhoids are growing at 37 and 38. I'm going to put this as the second worst movie. But Die Hard for me is actually... <laughs> Quite high up the list. I think it's got a little place there in cinema history. Okay. Unlike, say, Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> hey, it's all subjective. No, it's not. This podcast is the last word on all of these. <laughs> these are facts. I'm just looking at the. Uh, it's based on an article, this next movie. An article? Is that enough substance? <laughs> it's based on a comment made under a Mamma Mia article. <laughs> So, oh, hell. Enjoy watching that, Georgia. Oh. We will. <laughs> well, I must say, by the way, to our listeners who may have noticed, because many of them do look. No, that's not true. But um, if they were to look, they would notice that we have run out of room in the show notes to have the entire list. So the list is now <laughs> <laughs> on a publicly accessible Google Doc. <laughs> The link to which is in the show notes. And I believe that anyone with the link can comment. So you can vandalise on that list. (laughs) 
if you like. So funny. And wouldn't that be nice? You could make suggestions, things we should watch. So hang on. You've just created like a shared Google Doc for everyone just to have at. Yeah. But they can't edit it. They can comment. Comment, right? not edit. Yep, yep, yep. I thought someone was just going to change our lists. Oh my god! Can you imagine where the world would go topsy turvy, Kyron? That's exciting news. I can't wait to comment. <laughs> we will see you next week. That's it for simply marvelous. Uh, goodbye. Bye bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Simply Marvelous. What a lovely time we've had. Please like and subscribe, please. I am an old woman. I live in iTunes and I get stronger. If you iTunes. like and subscribe. Remember iTunes. iTunes, YouTunes, <laughs> we all tunes for iTunes. Once you finish like and subscribing, you can actually leave a review like as well. Like and review. You can join Georgia and Georgia's mum in leaving a review of what you think of this show. What fun company to be in. It'll take, I don't know, 30 seconds? A minute. It might take a minute. If it takes you a minute, that's too long. (laughs) It only takes two seconds to leave five stars. Two seconds is perhaps too short. Well, actually, Georgia, (laughs) you can tell us how long it takes. You've done it. (laughs) I've done it. I've tried doing it twice. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.